Well, hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one Soler of Astoria and one crestfallen merchant talk about video games. My name is Newman. My name is Yusuf. Hi, Yusuf. How are you? You've annoyed a lot of people. It's Soler of Astoria. What did I say? Soler. That's the same thing. It's a little bit, but you know, you know, you know what these horrible people are like who listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, you listen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, good, good to have you back anyway I know yeah yeah it's great to be back um, apologies everyone for being away last week again life the second is all I'll say um, so like I, you know I'm giving props to Yusuf here for putting out an episode anyway without me um, now I have to admit that I had to go through a, you know a truckload of emails of complaint um, about the, the weekly episode that I wasn't there but look as your eldest brother I will protect you from, you know, the uh, the contents of those emails. But but it was brutal. You're a um, you're quite the hero, the unspoken hero you are, Newman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's good to be with you. And today we're talking about Yusuf's favorite game. Uh, it's not my favorite game, but it is a game I do very much enjoy. It is Dark Souls. Yes. I know. Truth be told, I know very little about this game. So Yusuf's going to. Hmm? You don't like it, do you? I don't like it, but I'm going to save it until we get into it. Yeah. That's my question. You know, I have a question for you. Yeah, well, I do I do like this game, um, which we will get into, but I do have a, I think it's very good, but a, a very unique sort of set of of ideas about this game, you know, and about these kind of games. But uh, overall, I'm a big fan, very much so. Yeah, well, I'll ju- yeah, okay. Well, I was just going to give you my biggest thing about this game, but I suppose you can save it for later. Yeah, look, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it when we get into it. Because, uh, well, first off, how are you? Have you been playing anything? I'm good, and no, I haven't been. Oh, I have been. <laughs> oh my god, you've played a game. I've been playing three different games. Oh my god, <laughs> you've one week off from the podcast, and you suddenly have all these games. Well, I just, you know ties into one of my stories today new stories that uh, I realized how poor my mental health has been without playing video games for the last two months so right. you know I felt really chilled out really relaxed playing again so I was like why why have I not been doing this um I've, I've had to find time to play them so um I've been playing the zombie army trilogy right all right haven't heard yeah. of yeah yeah, got it for peanuts on uh, on the PlayStation Store. It's good. Um, you know, it's your kind of hordes of zombies coming at you, yeah. and you're like a select person. It's not as fun as I would like it to be. Let's just say that. But it's a solid six out of ten. What is it? Is it like a third person action game? Is it like a tactics game? Yeah, it's a third person. Uh, you know, zombie horde. You're going around in Nazi Germany where Hitler has resurrected all his soldiers and they're now zombies. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that's where I was. Then I downloaded an awful game that oh. I p- paid 15 euros for and I'm so pissed off over. Serious Sam collection. Oh, oh it's terrible. Even. Yeah, it's... Look, I'm not going to say it's terrible, but just like it's a collection of a couple of games. The first one is absolutely awful. It's not fun. There's absolutely no fun. There's no fun to be had in the game at all. 
no fun. And uh, I played the third one there yesterday for the first time, and that was actually okay. But I'd give it, I'd give it five, five out of ten. Um, right. Yeah, it's trying. I think he's trying a bit too much to be Duke Nukem, whereas Duke Nukem is actually very well. You know, it's fun and it's enjoyable to play. Whereas this game is just, it feels like somebody, you know, it was a labor of love for like three people. And, you know, it's, it's not made well. And the last game I've been playing that I've been liking the most is Shadow Warrior. Is it Shadow Warrior? Shadow Warrior 2, where you play as your man Wang, who's this Chinese guy. We, we actually used to have the original game on the PC. Red cover. Rings no bells whatsoever. Okay. Shadow Warrior. Yeah. What, what's this one like? I'll look it up to you if I recognize anything. It's a first-person shooter because um, right. I've had a real hunger to play them recently. And you're playing as a guy called Wang. Um, who makes crude jokes about his own name. Oh, and... I remember the game on PC now, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's actually, like, it's it's very detailed. I was expecting it just to be a terrible game, but it has very good uh, dynamics, very good um, upgrading um, systems. And, you know, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. So, yeah, so, solid 8 out of 10. Two first-person shooters and a third-person shooter. So... Um, what, what's been the best of them Shadow Warrior yeah definitely cool. didn't you just listen to my scores Yusuf I did it went yeah. from 6 I'm to 5 to 8 you don't need to spell out which one was best do you um, I think you said hard than 8 <laughs> did I I don't know well who knows but anyway Shadow Warrior um, really? how have you been what have you been playing I've been playing a lot of games as well so um, do you remember I was talking to you before about the controller drift on the Switch being a bit of a problem and I gave it a l- little bit of a clean out. So mm-hmm. I did this uh, and it works and I was quite, I was like, thought, this is great. I don't need to go and get this sorted. Um, so I was playing Hades at the time. Anyway, it came back and it came back worse than ever. Uh, so I ended up having to send it off to get it repaired. The, ah, no. The Joy-Con. Uh, I finished Hades before this happened. So that was quite good. Really good game. Highly recommend it. It's made by a small, uh, like, well, super giant games make it uh, under like kind of an indie studio. It's been around for a while as like a beta or beta, whatever the fuck it is. It's been around like that for two years, people playing it. Really good, fun roguelike. Um, yeah, I just I enjoy it. It's definitely worth it. A perfect kind of Switch game. You can just pick it up and go. So I did that and... Uh, Tell you some bits of it are difficult and some bits are very difficult when you're trying to hide behind some cover and the controller drift is just making you run out into the <laughs> enemy fire again and again. It's uh, quite annoying. That's brilliant. I wonder where that's traveling for repair. It's not sure you're not going all the way back to Japan. No, it's a UK center. So it's actually all right. So I was looking up about it and people were saying loads of different things of, oh, look, if you had it within one year is the warranty they give you but if you're in europe you get a two-year warranty um so mine was outside of two years anyway but i didn't know what was kind of going on with it so i went onto their website um and i put in like i've got controller drift and here's the story and then they gave me a, a postal thing i had to print out like a postage thing so i printed that out um sent just the left joy con on its own wrapped it up in a box and you know they took it in for free and i got tracking information and arrived there the other day um, after I'd already sort of, you know, filed the information for it, I was reading up about it and people were saying, did they have to pay for it? Did they not have to pay for it? And they were saying, look, because it's Europe, you should get protected within two years. And then loads of other people were saying when they went and they talked to Nintendo about it and asked their customer service, they said, no, you need to pay if it's outside of two years. And then a lot of other people said, 
they just went onto the website and filled out the form like I did. And then they got it back and they never had to pay anything. So mm. I think it's changed okay. because I think there are now legal cases against them. So I think now they are like, we will fix the Joy-Cons. Don't worry about it. We will not charge anybody. But I'd, I didn't put in any kind of bill. I don't know if they're going to try and send me one afterward, but I've sent mm. it off and they needed to be fixed anyway. So I'll see mm. whatever whatever the story is with it. Um, yeah. so that was a bit annoying. Aside from that, uh, if you remember on the last episode, I was talking about the... Um, Nintendo Direct thing and I thought I'd played a tactics game Triangle Strategy whatever it's called Project Triangle mm-hmm. Strategy um, mm-hmm. it's not good <laughs> no okay I played the demo and it's oh god there's a lot of storyline going on for like a demo it was a load of it um, it's not like it was that bad but it like I really wanted to play it when I watched a little trailer I thought look this looks fun I would like to play an old school tactics game I'm really into it and then when I went for this one it made me not want it. One, I'm not a big fan of the art style at all, the kind of Octopath Traveler. It's okay, but it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of in between it being quite stylized, cartoony, and being serious and real, and I'm just not really into it. Mm. Um, and two, it's just, like I felt, you know, in some tactics games, when you've got like your go, and you've got different units which have very different abilities and ranges and stuff like that and risks and reward. I love that. I didn't really feel like this in, in this game. I felt like I could just go up and do my attack and it was kind of the same thing. Whereas, you know, in some games you might have someone who's like a really good range, but useless within like five tiles of themselves. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like that was quite good and you could attack somebody far away first or you could have decide whatever. In this one, you know, people's speed decide who gets to go. So you just use whoever's there at the time. And it just felt really similar. I don't know. I was not into it at all. So, um, all right. yeah, well. now, maybe it's unfair. Maybe it'll be okay. But look, it's there on the Switch store. If anybody's into it, you can play the demo yourself. It made me not want to play it again. Mm. Well, let me tell you, I, I I might as well have my Switch in for repair because I can't find it. Do you what? know where it is? Where? I can't find it. I, I'm asking you. Do you know well, where it is? You're literally asking me where it is. What do you mean you don't, can't find it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't find it anywhere. And I've been looking for it for the last week. And I've been like, you know, <laughs> and I'm looking around the room now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm looking around the room now that I've looked around 40 times already. I can't like, find it anywhere. Listener, I'd like you to know that he's sitting in the office chair looking into the ceiling corner as if it's somehow is hidden itself in the corner he wouldn't expect. I can't find it. It's driving me crazy. And like, I've been getting these emails from Nintendo telling me the sale ends Sunday. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I know it ends Sunday. I'd love to fuck a buy game. But I can't. So I have no idea where it is. Anyway. Oh, no. This is awful. It's awful. What's the last game you played on it? The uh, Mario 64, was it? No. Duke Nukem, I think. Oh, well, I've, I've never really been playing. I, I, I don't know. It never really had a long-term relationship with Switch in terms of I usually just pick it up, play it, don't mm. finish anything, you know? Just right, that, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so look, I hope I find it soon. It's definitely sitting in some juice from underneath one of your children somewhere. I think it's in its case somewhere. And I don't know where the case is. It should have some sort of functionality where it rings a bell when you've lost it. I think so you know where it is. take better control of their switch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But anyway, here we go. So that's me. Any any other news? Well, I've got another game to play. I've been mm-hmm. playing, right? Um, I got control 
on it's on the PlayStation, the PS Now uh, free games for February. So it's going to end soon. It's brilliant. Really? Okay, I thought you were going to say it's all hype. <laughs> no, it's really, really good. It's so good. So I remember I've heard a lot of people talk about it and saying it's a great game. And I didn't know very much about it. I'm glad I got it. If you get, if it's still available in your region or whatever to get the free version, go for it. You know, it's such a good game. So it's like, I'm not going to spoil it. Anything of it, basically, you show up and it's a sort of FBI, CIA, hidden government agency and stuff. Um, and just the way it like reveals your skills and your powers and your abilities, it's just so good. At the beginning, you do you can do nothing really. And then just the way it builds up and up and up and just like, okay, this is fun. I'm really enjoying it. Really dramatic. Um, uh, Sarah was watching me play it the other day and she, and she was just like, this is like a film, you know, it, it, in a good way, in a really good way. I highly right. recommend it. Yeah. Get who, into who, it. who did that game? Oh, is it Insomniac? Let me think. I'm not sure. Let me have a little quick look here. Um, so I'd love to talk about the next version that's coming out. It is, sorry, by Remedy Games uh, and published mm. by 505 Games. Um, yeah. Never it's really cool. of them. Uh, Remedy. Remedy have done some things. I can't think what they've done. But, you got uh, the poison? I've got the Remedy. Um, but it's really good. I would recommend uh, you get it. And, or at least, you know, get it now and you can download it whenever you get a chance to it's a it's it's a really fun game um yeah. so i've been playing that game because that was for free and it was a free thing to download well with my subscription i also before i sent away my controller i was thinking i was looking at some games to get and project triangle strategy didn't scratch my tactics itch so i was having a look around and i was like oh valkyrie chronicles 4 is on the switch so i got it because it was like 60 mm. percent off right Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and 6% off it's already like you know lower price so I got it for 11 quid so I was like okay this is pretty good I haven't got to play it because I just sent the Joy-Con away but like once oh, again yeah. before the sale ended and then I was looking through Twitter and I saw Rob <laughs> Pearson of uh, PlayStation Access fame big Metal Gear Solid fan said if anybody doesn't know the uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 uh, definitive edition is on sale for 4 euro seen that yeah yeah you get phantom phantom pain grand zero dlc and the online thing all for four euro or i think maybe it's like three pound 19 or something like that yeah 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 i I got that i didn't play it yeah Um, Yeah. but i was thinking because i've I've a little bit of a news story related with some maybe money grabbing stuff that some companies are doing but Mm. Um, I was just kind of thinking about it going Control is a brilliant game a full big game mm-hmm. um, Valkyrie Chronicles was like 60% discounted Metal Gear Solid is like you know like these are one of Sony's big IPs like this is a huge thing for them and 4 euro it's like it's unbelievable these games so I'm very happy I don't have the hours of the day to play them but I'm looking forward to it um so after control i'm going to give metal gear a go because i this one completely passed me by i never even got to play peace walker annoyingly um yeah i it, it's a good game but it, it's not anything like any other metal gear game ever like it's it's uh, it, like it feels like kojima didn't make it really and he did yeah. yeah yeah i mean but like graphically i think it was probably one of if not the best game i saw on the playstation 4 Wow, wow. Absolutely unbelievable graphics. Um, but yeah, it's it kind of felt more like a 
Yeah, you you'll know what I mean when you play it. Doesn't feel yeah. Metal Geary. Hardly I've, any story. I've seen some different things about. It. I mean, they are they are very different games, though. You know what I mean? Like mm. one and two were probably the most similar. Three feels very different, you know, because the the stealth element really disappears when you don't have walls and corridors and everything. Yeah, but it still had like the the insane enemies, the the kind of mad Metal Gear story. Yeah. You know, the the great voice acting. Whereas now you have Kiefer Sutherland going, kept you waiting, huh? Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Oh yeah, I forgot that's become his new uh, little catchphrase. He says, "Snake doesn't need a catchphrase." <laughs> Jesus. Um, so anyway, so I've got that, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, look, I've got a load of news. So, uh, do you, unless you've anything, let's get into it. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. Right. So, um, a lot of stuff. One thing is that uh, apparently Sony are doing a play at home initiative, which is apparently they started this last year. I didn't know about it. They're making it easier for people who are in lockdown. So I think it was April last year. They gave Uncharted uh, collection and journey for free for people, which is quite cool. Uh, apparently next month, March, they're going to do Ratchet and Clank. Uh, for okay. Free. So, um, and I think once you redeem it, you can keep it as well. So you just, same thing as, you know, when you get a game, the PlayStation Plus free game, you just need to purchase it with inverted commas, even though it's free, and then you can download mm-hmm. it later on. Uh, and also I think they're bringing in their Funimation thing, which was they bought that Japanese kind of anime studio to show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming. So that's pretty cool. That's quite a nice thing. I'm going to rattle through some of this stuff because there's some big things I want to talk about. Um, the only thing is that about that play at home uh, strategy i mean as opposed to what play on the top of the bus strategy i mean it's not a portable console you have to play it at home it's fair enough i guess uh, they're just i don't know play rhymes with stay so i don't know right okay anyway <laughs> go on yeah it's a fair enough point like their model they want you to stay in anyway don't they so yeah exactly <laughs> um another weird one there's a twisted metal tv show coming out remember twisted metal yeah i love that game it was brilliant. Yeah. You're gonna watch the TV show? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, how is that? I mean, there's no story. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're gonna do with it. I mean, yeah. I guess just go for it. Like, not look, not me. I'm not gonna watch it. You know. <laughs> but if you're yeah. gonna make it, just go for it and just you know really make it a fun thing. But um, I, you know, I don't know why I would watch it. By the way, I seen that girl that you were talking about on the new Last of Us. She doesn't look anything like Ellie. She's so plain faced and she's so young looking. Yeah. Like, I don't see how she's going to play Ellie. Well, two things. A lot of the photos of her that are quite um, young looking, it's from Game of Thrones. Like when you look for her, the first thing that comes out is that, which is a couple of years ago. So she is a bit older now. Um, right. But yeah, I don't, for me, she doesn't look like like Ellie no. had a quite um I don't know she's very expressive she's real a big eye she was really innocent you know whereas this girl doesn't really have that appearance but I don't know let's see how it goes I don't know what I describe Ellie as innocent but um, maybe they can get Ellen Page in I yeah. mean there's no likeness there at all so you know um well what was I gonna say well like not innocent, uh, Elliot Page I should say yeah, sorry Elliot. yeah uh, but yeah. innocent looking you know what I mean she, she's yeah. not innocent, but you know what I mean. Um, but what was I going to say to you? All right. So, you know, it's very difficult to get a PlayStation 5, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't really want to. I'm so pissed off about this because I 
Yeah. It's all right. No, listen, I could have had this multiple times last week. Do you know why I couldn't? Why? Because I couldn't afford it anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, so revelation here that I am in the process of getting another job. Um, purely by choice, I should say. So I, it's best that I save money until I've secured new employment. That goes out to you, Hideo, um, you know, Shigeru. I'm I'm available. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> whatever they need me to do. But I was, you know, it was just so, so typical when, when I was like, you know, insecure employment when my job was going fine. And I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to get one as soon as one's available. It's like, Smith's is live. GameStop is live. Harvey Norman's is live. Little Woods is live. They're all live and they're all very readily available. But uh, yeah, best I put food on the table for my children before I buy a PlayStation 5. So. I mean, you don't need to sound so bitter about the fact you have to feed your children. <laughs> no, I'm not bitter at all about it. It's just, uh, you know, never mind. Anyway. I know what you mean. Like it's, uh, you know, there's times to drop 400 quid on a console and maybe it's not right now. <laughs> it's 500 quid, mate. 500 Here. quid. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the exchange rate's different. Um, but I think it's going to be, um, I think you're best waiting actually now. I mean, if I could have got it straight away, you go, I would have done it because it would have been the excitement of having it then and there and some of the stuff does look pretty good. But honestly, I think Cyberpunk has kind of put the shits up everybody and nobody wants to put anything out or release any information until they know things are going to be working properly. Because I think they just think it worked so badly for them. And mm. it's at the point where like games are more complicated now, right? And they need bigger teams. And the more complicated it is, the bigger chance is that something can go wrong and be broken. And when something mm -hmm. is broken to a legal point, then they're open to being sued and people going, you know, this was faulty, you knew it was faulty and you can't do it. So I think a lot, a lot of companies are now just going, we're going to wait. We're not going to put things out. Yeah, but Cyberpunk was broken on all platforms, not just the PlayStation 5. It wasn't. It worked on, place, it worked on PC very well, apparently. Or oh, decent, right, okay. Or sorry, that's not fair. Not very well. It wasn't broken to the way that it was literally unplayable on older consoles. Okay. No, so right. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of people are waiting around. Um, but anyway, anyway. But anyway, look, I didn't I didn't tell you who's gonna save us anyway. Joe Biden. Yeah. Joe Biden. President Joe Biden. All right, go on. He's apparently he's like opening up a, a case to look into the shortage of semiconductors, uh, because it's a global problem. And uh, the thing is, it's not just a PS5 that needs them. It's a, all forms of uh, kind of advanced and modern technology needs it. Um, and the problem with why PlayStation can't make them any faster is they're going, we don't have any more semiconductors. They they are, you know, gold dust globally. So he's uh, to kind of put some people on to address it because it's going to affect, you know, all sorts of uh, electronics. All right. Okay. Fair play, Joe. Yeah. So... Um, he's just in he's already trying to make some things better so I'm looking forward to that that's because he's Irish that's why it's working so well exactly why mm. um, so did you see the PlayStation State of Play no oh do you know anything about it no absolutely not I'm looking forward to breaking this news to you then so um, 
Oh, one quick thing to say. The PlayStation game um, of the... Well, one of the games for PlayStation Plus game of the month. Next In March is going to be the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is quite cool. So Fair play, yeah. Get that for free if you pay their subscription fee. But you might not want to just yet, and I'll tell you why very soon. So the PlayStation State of Play... This is, they did the same thing as Nintendo Direct. They were talking about some new games and stuff that were coming out. Um, not some huge stuff, really. So Crash 4 is coming to PlayStation 5, but, you know, you can get, a, I think, a free version of it if you've got Crash already. So it means mm-hmm. that when you get PlayStation 5, eventually you've got Crash 4, you'll be able to play it on that, where it'll look better, it'll run smoother, 60 frames per second, that kind of stuff. Um, another thing was Returnal, which is a... Um, kind of third-person bullets, hell, doom-looking game, but it's like a roguelike. So it seems to be you go to like an alien planet and you fight these really cool-looking things, to be honest. Uh, they look quite good. Um, you die and then you just go again and again and again. Not too dissimilar to another game they showed more of, which is Deathloop. Do you remember Deathloop? Yes, 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 yes. Once again, looks really fun. You know, this yeah. are more stylized kind of thing. This looks does look really cool. They're just showing a bit more of that. So yeah, that's you know building some pace. You know, it, it does look like it's really good. Uh, what I think is a completely new game was also shown was uh, Sifu, which is a martial arts game, which is quite weird as well. Um, where you like the combat looks really cool. Like it's it's very very traditional in its martial arts the way they're fighting the way they're doing their stances and poses and everything um and he seems to be every time the person gets beaten he grows a bit older and he's got like a bit of a more of a beard and then <laughs> he's like better and then he gets beaten again and his beard's longer and then it happens again and then his beard's gone gray and stuff like that so don't know very much about it it's kind of stylized the combat looks like fun it's not really anything i'm jumping at just yet i think out of you know at a crash returnal debt loop and sifu I think that loop and return will look like the best of what's there. But, you know, let's wait and see. Power is all in the beer, gentlemen. Remember and that. Now the big news. That's good. It's a good tagline for it. They should do that. I mean, that's assuming the beer does actually have anything to do with it. It's not just showing a passing of time. I have no idea. I think it is. I think it is. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so the big news. Some Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII remake news. And not the news you wanted. Ah. Uh... <laughs> So, have you heard of the three new Final Fantasy VII games? I'm turning off this podcast now. <laughs> I'm walking away from this. No! So, God. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, right, is the... Like, you don't even know what it is, so stop rolling your eyes. Is the final... Is the PlayStation 5 version of Final Fantasy VII, right? So, what it means okay. is... If you have Final Fantasy VII Remake, like you do and I do, we will get this for free on the PlayStation 5. Um, All right. And it's, it looks better. It runs better. Uh, the standard kind of upgrades that you do, they kind of made, there's like a photo mode and they kind of made a point of showing a bit where, you know, they're climbing up the top of the plates to Midgar and you can see everything below and it's not a flat image. It's a, you know, pretty cool looking thing. A lot of like fog element effects and much faster loading and blah, 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 blah. Looks good. So they're talking about doing that. And then the big news is the Yuffie or Yuffie chapter. So, all right. Well, let's see. So the thing is, it's a sort of. You play as her in a spaceship or something on a mobile game. 
No, well, oh, you're closer than you think. Yeah, see, of course, I knew something so like that. Is, ridiculous. This is t- this is a, a DLC. It looks like right. So the thing is, the reason I'm saying you might want to wait about getting the uh, free version of the Final Fantasy VII remake is if you get that free version, you don't get the free upgrade to PlayStation Five, um, and the Yuffie thing is locked to PlayStation Five only. It looks like it's a pay-for DLC as well, right? Mm. So it look so your Yuffie set in Midgar. It seems to be set at the point when the Airbuster comes along, Cloud falls down into the slums with uh, Ares or Ares, and um, it seems like she's there and she's going around um, Midgar and everything, and the others don't know don't know what she's on a secret mission. And I don't know how long it is. There's not really much about it. But it looks really good. And here's my theory, right? She's gone around with it, what I think is a completely new character called Sonon, who I've never seen before, right? Who wields like a kind of staff or spear. I think what they're doing is they're developing the characters for the rest of the game. And they're going, this is taking a lot to do. Let's give them something to hold them over. Because there's still no announcement of when, you know, the part two of this is coming out. Mm. But I guess what they've done is they've developed in this time how Yuffie fights. And remember I was saying this a while ago before, you were complaining that you couldn't play as Red, as Red 13. And I said it's mm-hmm. because it's so unique and the way Cloud fights completely different to Barrett, completely different to Tifa, completely different to Ares. So same thing for Yuffie. But they look like they're working on her thing. It looks really cool. Your man Sanon seems to have a thing which could be quite similar to Sid. But what's very good is just generally her fighting looks great. There looks to be like there's like team attacks, which is quite cool. So there's a bit where like she jumps up on like his like staff and he sends her flying and stuff, and she's attacking like this huge thing. It's all set in Midgar and everything. It looks it does look good, but it I don't know if this is really where I want them to be going, but maybe this is what games need to do now. You know what I mean? Maybe this is what they need to be looking at. Now the other thing is that is one of the games. The two other games that they're doing. Are both mobile games. Yeah, of course they are. One of them is the Battle Royale Fortnite Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Called the others breed your own chocobo. Called First Soldier, right? So it's a yeah. mobile game. And look, I'm I'm cynical about this because like are like it looks like they just want to make a Fortnite game to get into a you know, are there gonna be some pay things and skins to unlock and that looks like a pain. But I, this does not look like any battle royale game I've ever seen. One, so it's a first soldier thing. So you're like, you know, soldiers of Shinra running around and you're shooting people around Midgar. Um, but you also have summons and magic and you can fight with weapons and you seem to be in arenas fighting like bosses as well at different points. So I have no idea what this is, right? So, but... Not interested. It's reusing a lot of the stuff. It actually does look, it does look quite good. I don't want to play it on my phone though. Let me play on the Switch, you know, if mm, you want to do something mm. like that. It doesn't look like a mobile game. It looks like it looks like Final Fantasy VII Remake, a little bit scaled down, but it still looks really good. The okay. other game is Final Fantasy Ever Crisis, which is a... They have me in an Ever Crisis since I was a fan. <laughs> it's just fed up of it now. Go which on. Which is an episodic mobile game, right? Where you Which they get you to pay for every episode until they've released it. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, but right. it is a full Final Fantasy timeline. So you play 
the Final Fantasy game, Advent Children, Before Crisis, Crisis Core, and Dirge of Service. Listen, I don't want to be negative, all right? And I realize I have been negative about what you've said so far for the last five minutes. But why? what's wrong with just focusing on completing the original game before they get into all this mumbo-jumbo? So here's the thing, mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Look, I think I'm not too happy with this because this, when I first heard this stuff, right, I was thinking this reeks of what they did after Final Fantasy X, when they did ten two, yes. when they made yeah. eleven an MMO, when they did um thirteen two and then Lightning Returns, when they did Dirge of Cerebus, when they did Before Crisis, Dirge uh, sorry, Crisis Core, when they did fourteen initially, and also don't forget, fourteen was so bad they had to pull it and close the servers. The, four, the mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen everyone's playing now is a relaunched version of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, you know, Dirge of Cerebus was dog shy. You know, mm-hmm. I liked Advent Children. I liked Crisis Core. It just seemed like they were trying to, you know, recoup. Because they said originally they were trying to recoup costs of uh, Spirits Within, but also it just seems like you know before. Uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi used to make all the decisions and he was like no we're not doing that look here's what we're doing this is what we're doing and, you know but now it's a committee of people and apparently they on Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 and 10 they just spent crazy money they just had the best equipment and they were just mm. like we're going to make the best thing we can do the most groundbreaking thing we can do and now they had to be a bit more uh, cautious of the checkbook so it seems like they were doing that. And then uh, it seemed like they learned it and they were getting away from it with Final Fantasy VII Remake. But maybe that game just costs too much. Maybe it's too risky. Maybe it's another problem of, like, we are talking about Cyberpunk, where Cyberpunk has been in development for years, you know? Final Fantasy XV was in development for years. And although it sold well, they were working on that for a long, long time. That was going to be 13... No, that was going to be, like, a 13 tie-in. It was going to be Lightning Return... No, Lightning Versus one, wasn't it? So... I think look, maybe look, maybe this is just what they have to do, and that's fine. Maybe that's just what games are now. Maybe if you want to make this big game and you want to do and they're looking at it and they're going, if we need to hit this timing scale, if we want it to come out when we want it, um, that's not when the fans want it, that's too long. And when we rush it, it doesn't work. Right. So maybe this is what they want to do. I don't look, know. I, I'm not naive. I know all these gaming companies are businesses at the end of the day, but like the, uh, I know I understand the development costs now are far exceed what they were back in the day, yeah. but like it's, I think it's more than that. I think it is just greed. You know, it's like you look at Final Fantasy Seven, how how many, how much that sold, and the impact it had on every everyone, yeah. Um, and the, and you know the amount of people that are working on it and all that stuff. Like games now are more expensive than they were back then, right? They're distributed to a much more wider populace. Yeah. People can buy them online as well rather than in store. Yeah. You know, there's DLCs, there's add-ons, there's merchandise out the out the wazoo for everything. Drinks, you and t-shirts. <laughs> first off, first off, I'd like to say with some gaming stuff, right? These had tie-ins of drinks and t-shirts and foods in Japan, but we just never saw it over here. Mm. Right. So that's yeah. No. Also, wasn't it? Um, Mario 64 was made with like 13 people or something like that like a, really yep. small, a really small team of people um, or was that Goldeneye I can't remember but uh, look anyway games of that era 
now you look at the credit list, look at how many people have to be involved with these things. The more complicated stuff is, the more can go wrong with it. And if you play something and it feels plain and just cheap and thrown in, people don't like it. So I agree. But I, get go on. No, I was just gonna say that games were not like, you know, they were what's the word I'm looking for? Not counterculture, but they were like more underground. Nerds played them. Now everybody plays video games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone. They're bigger than movies. They're bigger than any forms of entertainment. They make more money than any of them. So anyway, look, I'm being very negative, so I want to stop it. I'm just well, look, anyway, I I think just maybe like the they're reusing the stuff because it costs so much to make. And, you know, a company like even like Square Enix can't go into development for four years and pay hundreds of staff of like highly skilled specialist staff on really expensive software and hardware to develop new things. Like they're always doing new things, these gaming company, you know, it's not like they can kind of recycle some stuff. Yeah. Look, there are some things they can do, but it's called out on so quickly, you know, like as somebody fucking loves video games, video game fans can be dickheads. You know, of course they can, yeah. and they just see, and like they're just like, no, this is shit. I don't want this, whatever. And they can get slated over some stuff. So maybe this is what they need to do. Um, I don't know, but look, here's something about Ever Crisis you might like. So it's the episodic kind of version of the games. It's like it looks like a shot for shot kind of remake of Final Fantasy VII, the remake you want, new man, where mm-hmm. it's like a, st- a up done version of the style of the old game like where you've got the isometric camera views and it's locked on and then it's a um turn-based battle system but when you go to the battle system it looks like the remake <laughs> so it's a really good thing then when it goes up to the thing it looks really different again you know it looks like it's a you know, more uh cartoonized which is what the original game was like you know the sprites were much better realistic size proportions in the fighting system than they were otherwise um where so- do i buy it yeah, so it's a mobile game, not till 2022. So you actually might really like it for that, you know? Because you it's the remake you actually wanted all these years later. Yeah. <laughs> You're into it now. You can see his face, listeners. <laughs> yeah. I'm you love just it. Add on, add on to the pre-order list here now. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Look, I know this has gone for a long time. And if you haven't played, if you're not a Final Fantasy fan, this is a bit of a pain in the hole. So I'm going to try and finish it up now. One thing... It looks like the character Weiss or Vice, whatever, from Dirge of Cerebus is an enemy in the Yuffie chapter. And it looks like they're kind of tying those in. And the fact that they're even saying Dirge of Cerebus is going to be part of the world they're going to cover in this episodic mobile game. It just seems like they're making it real. And just Dirge of Cerebus was not good. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that really means. Let's see what they're going to do with it. Did you play Dirge of Cerebus? I did. Yeah, I didn't like it. No, it's not good. You know, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Weiss was the guy, if anybody doesn't remember, he's got big silver hair and he's got two dual wields gun blades, but they're katanas, you know? Um, Irish guy. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know what he is, really. Um, look, so that's it. I've kind of gone on for way too long about the news, but there was a lot of stuff that was coming out. Mm-hmm, How about you? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do your own side news podcast. Uh, Apparently next the fans were angry, you said. <laughs> They were, yeah, yeah, but they just won't listen to that one. They'll only listen to this one when you when you stop talking about news. Okay, I got two news stories. Not going to take long of them. First one, which again, I always go for these kind of stories. Study reports: young boys who regularly play video games have a lower depression risk. 
Researchers note that this effect was only significant among boys with low physical activity levels and was not found among girls. So we should say here, it seems that exercise is still number one, get out, play football. But if you are one of those nerds like we were, well, I was, uh, and you like video games, you know, they'll help you with depression, apparently. So uh, video games might not be as harmful as widely perceived. Hmm, interesting. After a study found young boys irregularly play games were less likely to have developed depressive symptoms three years later. Researchers say that gaming may actually have some benefits, particularly during the pandemic with people forced to stay at home in lockdown. Now, this is uh, contrasted with girls who spend more time on social media, appear to develop more depressive system, um, symptoms. But uh, scientists use data from uh, 1,000 or 11,341 11-year-olds about their use of social media, video games, and the internet. Three years later, when they had reached 14, they also answered questions about depressive symptoms such as low mood, loss of pleasure, and poor concentration. Results suggest that boys who engage in video games uh, most days had 24% fewer depressive symptoms three years later compared to those who played video games less than once a month. Wow. So, yeah, so that's that's significant. That's nearly a quarter. Yeah, so um cool. and yeah. also like you're saying that's already people who are a bit in a bit of a tough space anyway because like you know exercise or getting out is really really good for your mental health i'm sure we're all well realizing now but you know you're already going if this is somebody who can't really do that for whatever reason or if they feel excluded by that this this is something which can help them which is very good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is my last story um this is on japan times and it's titled we just want to play. Iran gamers battle reality of the US sanctions. Iran's, mil- uh, Iran's million strong legion of gamers revel in online worlds, but they have to fight daily real life obstacles imposed by the US sanctions in their quest to level up and keep playing. It's a problem between government and a pain for the customer. Don't do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I went kind of Russian there for some reason. Yeah. It's a problem between governments and a pain for the consumer, says 24-year-old gamer and game journalist Amir Golkani. We have no political demands. We just want to play, he said. <laughs> Sanctions... <laughs> Sanctions reimposed by 2018 in 2018 by former US President Donald Trump do not directly target the gaming industry, but the risk of punitive measures prevents companies from offering services to Iranians. At shops near central Tehran's Imam Khomeini Square, the situation appears normal. Shelves are stocked with the latest games and consoles. Surprisingly, both the Sony PlayStation 5 and Xbox X Series Xbox Series X can be found on sale, even though they're nearly impossible to acquire in many countries since the COVID-19 pandemic disrupted global supply chains. But uh, neither company is officially present in the Islamic Republic due to Washington's punishing sanctions and their products are imported or smuggled into Iran from countries nearby. Wow. So places where you should be legally able to get them, you can't. But uh, so these scalpers seem to be getting them, smuggling them into Iran and trying to sell them there. But anyway, the story, uh, I'm not going to read any more of it really, but uh, they're finding it hard to to, to get online. Uh, They have to uh, set up fake accounts and, you know, um, kind of uh, dummy uh, bank accounts to actually be able to buy stuff online because, you know, it blocks you. So uh, we feel for you Iranian gamers. Um, I don't think we have any Iranian listeners, Yusuf, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Indeed, I think we charted in Iran somehow once. Really? Okay, well, that's great. And actually, we should say that we charted in Nicaragua. And Colombia. uh, And Colombia. Yeah, pretty high Nicaragua. I think it was six. So very happy with that. 
thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Nicaraguans. Um, I love your coffee. That's all I know about your country. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't start the sentence <laughs> if that's how you're going to end it. <laughs> but I love you. And Colombia, you know, probably the less said about what you're known for. Sweet the better. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It's not your fault. It's not your fault. But anyway, um, <laughs> we love talk you, about, Colombians. Please about keep. Talk or something, right? At least. Yeah, he's got the best hair of any footballer I've ever seen. He's got phenomenal so, hair. He has unbelievable hair. So you know, thank you, Colombians, for that visual splendor of his hair. So that's my only story. That's done now finished okay, good. I'm, I, I have no more people to offend <laughs> just like managed to uh, wind up our two newest audiences so thank you for that I'd never work on Twitter would I no. the, the mob would constantly be after me for everything anyway um, right yeah so that's kind of do you was it some gobshite in America was trying to ban GTA because carjackings were gone up in a state and it's just like you can play GTA everywhere in the world. They don't have carjackings. You know, it's a, it's a different problem with how you're dealing with crime in your country. I didn't hear about that, but yeah, that, that does sound kind of, you know, ridiculous. It doesn't teach you how to, how to jack a car, for one thing. Yeah, you just press the triangle button. If it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, um, All right, cool. So do you want to get into the game then? Yeah, so Dark Souls. So the question I want to ask you, Yusuf, about this game, and cards on the table, I don't really like this game, all right? I don't like it. And I tell you why. Where's the carrot? Where's the carrot? It's all stick. It's all stick, this game. And I, I, I like games where I can play as a blue-haired anime girl who skips over oriental bridges and eats dumplings and sushi, possibly plays a magical flute, and hangs around with a bear named Sunshine. Those are the kind of games that I like. I'd like fun games where I'm in fun times, and this game is just constant misery for me. How do you like it? You can actually, weirdly, you can do, I mean, you can make your character have blue hair, um, it does have some bits which do pull on lots of oriental architecture so there are some things you can do like that um, so I've got a weird kind of idea of Dark Souls so the first Dark, we're talking about Dark Souls 1 right the first Dark Souls I ever played was Dark Souls 2 and I just heard it was brilliant I knew absolutely nothing about it I knew it was brilliant and it was tough and I did not like it now I think I've since then I've played all of them um, and Dark Souls 2 is the worst. It's not, it is just, it is Never not fun. You know, it, it does seem to get that wrong. It's the only one which, uh, it's made by, sorry, we should say uh, Miyazaki. Um, who, Hidake, sorry, Itatake Miyazaki. Uh, he didn't direct Dark Souls 2. He was produced it. So I don't know if that's part of the reason of it. Um, and it's just, it, it's a really cryptic game. It doesn't tell you a lot. There's a lot of mechanics it doesn't explain to you. So I played Dark Souls 2. I ended up like watching just to find out what way to go and how to just do some really simple things. I did not understand what was happening. I would watch the tutorial of it and then I ended up having to restart the game again because it already fecked up so much. I um, watched it and I kind of played it through. And then, as I said before, my, uh, what you call it, my file got corrupted so I just never went back to it. 
Um, See, but, that, that to me, if the game was fun to play, you would have gone back to it. Oh, that one wasn't fun. No, no, even now. Oh, sorry, that was two, was, was it? Two. Okay, yeah, okay. Two right, wasn't right. fun. And the thing is about like, like I, to watch, to do that, I had to watch somebody go through bit by bit. I watched these three guys. They were workers at IGN. They did a series called Prepare to Try. They don't work at IGN anymore. Where this one guy who'd never played the games, the Dark Souls before, played it. And he sat along with two other guys. One guy who just kind of made little jokes about it. And one guy who knew all the history of it, who played it and loved it. And I watched him play it. And he explains all the stuff, which doesn't really, you don't know what's going on. And then you just see how much is in this world. And... Like you can go into, so here's the carrot in it. You can go into a boss arena and you see this massive thing that will kill you in one hit and you just go, this was ridiculous. And then you kind of think, well, how do I get around this? And then you actually realize the game is really fair in lots of points. And if you make a mistake, it's you. And then you just, you know, it's going, look, here's the way that you play this game. And it's a bit more unforgiving and stuff because like you don't get health items. You know, you way you can heal yourself, but you don't like break open a box and you get something which you can heal yourself with. It doesn't work like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't just kind of get to a bit, oh, you beat a couple of tough enemies. So here's the thing. It's like, no, if you did it in a bad way, then you may have to pay for that later on. But if you do it the right way, then it's so rewarding because that enemy which killed you one hit, you now actually realize that you can just avoid six or seven combos of that again and again quite easily when you get used to it and not like easy and you just know how to do it and that is so rewarding being able to actually do that it's rewarding but my argument is like the combat isn't fun it's not it's not fluid it's slow it's clunky Uh, like you know it's a dark world with a dark atmosphere you know it's i don't know i just don't see it well one thing is you didn't get very far in in first dark souls and true I, I would say, you know, to people, I would recommend watching somebody go play through it and explain it. You know, if you mm. if you want someone that doesn't take it too seriously and aren't just like freakishly good, you know, speedrunners. Like this is huge in the speedrunning community because people just keep playing it again and again because it's fun. It's really, really yeah. fun. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, go on. And like, you know, there's so many people who do this without getting hit once. Like that's mm. that's a speedrun uh, challenge part that they do and it's unbelievable you just think that has to be impossible but you realize that actually when you know how to do things you can actually do it you know people beat this game in all sorts of ways yeah i wonder was that on purpose or it just kind of wound up that way you know was it that finely tuned and balanced in its creation for it to be like that or did it just kind of you know accidentally I, fit together like that i think there's two many things are too different for it to work that well without people you know realizing you know what i mean well look this is the last thing i'm going to say about it that's negative because i haven't played it enough to be more negative about it and this actually isn't negative but this is something that i when i was reading about it right this is just on wikipedia the characters in world of dark souls contain many philosophical and folklore parallel among greek mythology japanese mythology french existential existentialism Mm -hmm. existentialism and the work of proto existential i can't i can't say it Focusing too much on a existentialist philosophers like Friedrich Nietzsche. Dark Souls' description of natural cycles that the world experiences uh, are the designs of so- and the designs of some uh, individual characters parallel Japanese and Greek myth. The game's presentation of a universe defined by the inevitable, inevitable burning out of a flame and the tragic stories of the individuals in that mean- meaningless world parallel ideas 
in schools of philosophy concerning existentialism, absurdity, meaninglessness, and the end of the universe. So I think that's why I don't like the feel of the universe. It was, wasn't a fun place to be. Like I said, I want to be skipping through Japanese cities and villages with, as you know, an anime person it is, know, in sunshine. It is a very dark game. You know, like that is the idea. However, there are parts of it where everything is beautiful and golden and bright, you know, and um, the, like the thing is, it like the, there's this weird darkness to it, but it also takes itself, it doesn't take itself very seriously in other bits. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you can, like there's a character called Onion Knight who wears this big round fat man suit of armor and everything and you can get that. You know, you can use these absurd giant weapons. There's a guy you fight who has a giant dragon tooth as a club, you know? Um, and it's silly in so many ways like that. It doesn't take itself like, you, you know, too seriously. It's not like it's tough and this is tough. You can go. There's mad weird things you can do. You can play, a, you know, this one is a bit slower than, you know, the other Soulsborne games like, you know, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3 and very different from Sekiro. They all get quicker and more fluid and they're more fun. They're all a bit brighter. Um, but this was 2011 and this just it kind of just set up a load of new things for it so look I'll get into a little bit of development of it so it was mm-hmm. in 2011 and it was considered a spiritual successor to Demon Souls Demon Souls which has been remastered and is now for the PlayStation 5 which didn't really have the ripple effects of Dark Souls because it was a PlayStation 3 exclusive Demon Souls was right mm-hmm. um they kind of split it up because one thing was sony owned it another one was bandai namco kind of you know distributed it it was all made by from software but you know it was who has the rights for it so because demon souls was just played it was just sony it was only on playstation 3 dark souls got a much bigger audience and you know the playstation 3 didn't sell it that well comparatively so this made much but this did much better this got a lot more people paying attention to it and it was made, as I said, by uh, Hidetake Miyazaki, who he's basically done all these games. He also done some weird games. So, you know, he's done the, the Soulsborne games, as they know, but he's also done Armored Core, where you're like in mech suits, which are very out of place. Uh, I think I like that game. They were the first kind of ones he did. Well, he did Armored Core 4, Armored Core 4 Answer, and Last Raven. So he was a planner and a director on them. Was that the game where you had like the actual giant control pads and you had like 40 buttons on it? I don't know if you could. You can also play it like on normal consoles though as well. Yeah, I remember when I went, like I won these two tickets to like the History of Gaming Museum and they had, I think pretty sure it was Armour Core where you're inside a mech and they had like the actual original controls where you were literally, you had like 40 different buttons around you and like you were moving around it and like it was like you were really inside the cockpit of it. It was class did i ever send you the video of that guy in japan who made a real life working mech and it's like this uh, no it's like this giant robot seems to be working <laughs> and it works he gets into it and he can control it and stuff and the, the interview so he's talking about it and he's like these slow pans of this giant suit you see him getting into it and stuff and you're like wow and like it moves he's actually moving it from within and he's like oh you've been working on this for like 10 years or he's like yeah, yeah. it's like and uh, how do you f- how do you feel about it? I mean, you look at it, he's like, oh, I hate it. It's horrible. It's like it's hot inside. It's really difficult to control. <laughs> Spent so many years working on this thing. And like, oh my god. 
uh, basically combined a, a, a forklift with the tractor and uh, that's yes. it <laughs> yeah just like uh, no there's reasons people don't use this to get around it's because it's incredibly impractical to have this thing that needs balance to walk around uh, it's you know it's why we make wheels <laughs> much easier to deal with uh, but anyway, so he made those Armored Core games and then his first kind of directorial game was Demon Souls and then he's done Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 2. A different one I know absolutely nothing about called Durache, which is like a virtual reality game. Uh, and then Sekiro and then the big one that's coming out soon is Elden Ring. It was You know, trailer was out years ago. No one's heard anything about it since, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, very quiet. Um, so yeah, as you said, a lot of it is on this, like one thing this game does, which if I played this game first time on my own, Dark Souls 1, I wouldn't like it, but seeing the guy talk about the way these things are hidden around, you're like, okay, there's a lot in this game. Like there's so much going on with it. Um, and apparently the way the game was made back in 2011 was Miyazaki worked directly with the people. He said that he didn't want any middlemen. He wanted to just kind of give keywords to his staff and let them see what they came up with he didn't mm-hmm. just have like oh here's a lot of emails that are being sent out to people and this group is sending it out he was going talking directly to a background artist and going we want it to be gothic and to look like the cathedral in milan let's see what you got and then they would go and do it and stuff and you, you know he would change stuff but he would let them do it which i think kind of adds to so much detail in this world you know because it's when somebody is able to make something that they feel like they're having an interaction with, you know, it's not just, you know, they're essentially a paintbrush for somebody else to use. Then it's, uh, then I think people end up liking it a lot more, you know, they, they, they feel way more connected with what they're creating. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things it did. So one thing is you can have people leave notes for you, like other players could leave you a note. And one of the, <laughs> the best things is because Dark Souls has a lot of like hidden kind of chambers you can go into and, you know, secret places you can get to. A lot of people would just constantly leave a note just saying, try jumping. And they would be like, oh, if I jump down here, I might get a secret weapon. No, you just jump to your death. And people would just leave this everywhere. In the <laughs> Fair play to them. <laughs> um, just like, they'd be really helpful as well. Like sometimes it'd be like, look, uh, a surprise attack or an ambush up ahead and stuff like that. And it would be really good fun. Um, you could summon, you could fight people you could fight people in different ways, you know, because you could use swords, axes, spears, quick weapons, fire magic, you know, different types of things. Um, really, there's a lot of variety in it. And when people were able to play together as well, they got to really enjoy different elements of it. I see why you don't like it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it if I didn't watch somebody play through, which is such a mad thing. And I'm sure loads of people are pulling their hair out here and that going, you should experience the game yourself. For me... This game was too cryptic for me to know what was going on with it. Um, and I, I only played on the Switch when they'd already remastered it and made it work more, a bit more better and stuff. And you could um, you could actually pause it, which you can't do with all these games because they're so fucking tough. Um, but I think it's really good. I think it's really good fun. I think it's so rewarding. And as soon as you finish it, you want to just go again. You know, mm-hmm. there's something weird about it. So it, the, the whole idea is that there's a flame, there's a fire that's dying out. And it kind of gives brightness to like this dark world. And there's an idea actually whether that's good or not because people can't die and they're kind of cursed with something, but maybe that's a gift that they can't die. They keep coming back. So that's how you can do this stuff and you finish it and then you can go again and do all these things that you don't realize are there. Um, and there's a lot to uncover in it. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm afraid I can't add anything about this game because I only played it to the headless guy and that was it. So and this guy who I keep telling him and wasn't a boss was a standard enemy and that's not a very clear thing to know. Well, yeah. All right. Um, right, well, look. Well, you got some music for us. <laughs> We're getting to the music already, are we? <laughs> well, okay. you know what I mean? I think... <laughs> like this game is just look it was pretty groundbreaking it was pretty groundbreaking it's what it crap. did it's not crap at all <laughs> no I'm joking um, no I look honest, the premise of this game is something where I would say I love the premise of it I mean I love a game that is very challenging dungeon kind of crawler um, you know but I just haven't cracked this nut yet I'm sure if I did really try I might but um I'm not going to try. So. <laughs> I think that just, you know, you need someone sometimes who is just like, you aren't going to use this magic at all. So you can completely ignore this item. This armor looks better, but you're going to be too slow. So you can't use it at all. So it just, it breaks loads of stuff that you take for granted in video games. You know, like, oh, cool, this new armor, I'm going to put this on. You're like, why can't I move? And it's like, yeah, look, the defense is better, but it's you're too weak to use it, you know? Mm-hmm. And Because not everybody wants to do it because you can't, look, It's an, it is an RPG at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, you can just go up levels and get really stronger and get overpowered and get better equipment and be better, but not in the same way as other games you're able to do it with. So... Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, and the thing is, if you just read the stuff, I think some of it is a bit too hidden. It's it's not really clear about how some dynamics work and stuff like that. You do need to put a little bit of work in. But when you just, if someone just goes, no, look, you can't use it for this or whatever, then you actually, you know exactly what to look for. And then you can just play it any, in so many different ways, you know, like, mm-hmm. One thing, like I'd say, like if you think it's kind of slow, you probably just picked up a sword that you thought was, look, here's a big, powerful weapon. I'm going to give it a go. Just pick up a lighter weapon and you will fight completely differently, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, look, I have it on the Switch. And when I find the Switch, <laughs> maybe I'll play it again. So we'll, we'll have to see. Okay, so the music is by one Motoi Sakuraba. Um Japanese composer and keyboardist known for his various uh, music musical compositions in video games, television dramas, anime series, and progressive rock albums. Uh, he is known for the Tales of series. Oh. Star Ocean. Right. Mario Tennis, Golden Sun, and of course, Dark Souls. So um, the first song we have is, uh, and I, this is the only song I listened that you sent me, Yusuf, which I thought was actually very good. It's Guin, Lord of Sinda. So here we go. That's kind of a, it reminds me of some man slowly mo- losing his mind in a library so in the castle. That's the last boss team. 
right? Yeah. And like, there's just, there's so many moments in this game. And like, when you see him, he's just big and he's got a giant flaming sword and he just runs and leaps at you. It's like his first attack he does to you. And just the first time you're like, oh shit, what the hell is this? Like, he moves quick, you know, he does kind of environmental damage to you anyway. Um, I oh got sorry, just one other thing. It's like, do you know about like Ornstein and Snow in this game? <clears throat> no, it sounds like a posh London uh, publishing house. No, <laughs> Ornstein does actually. Ornstein and Smell are like a legal firm. Um, yeah. They are, so there's a bit where you get their boss, you you fight, and it's like one of the first time, like, like this is something which games have now taken onward. The idea of, well, one, some, some you think you've beaten a boss and then they get up again, that thing. And also, this is two bosses at the same time you have to fight, which just seems an absolute impossibility, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you just do it. And then everybody who's played this game, has finished this game, can do it, you know? Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to summon, and look, that's fair enough if you need to do that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, you have to do it on your own. You know, if you can do it on your own, great. If you need to summon, summon. Who gives a shy? You know, have fun. Um, but like one of them is really fast and lightning powered and the other one's mm-hmm. really fat and slow mm-hmm. and smashes you with a big hammer so they fight in two really different ways and you need to try and separate them at the same time and just that you just you remember that so well and then when you beat one of them whichever one you beat the next one then absorbs the other one so either the fat guy gets electric or <laughs> the fast guy gets huge you know, so it's just this this thing of like, oh shit, and everything feels epic, and like that's what that music was that 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 boss battle. Mm, pretty good. All right, um, uh, that's song number three. We'll play that later, but now it's a uh, Firelink Shrine. in this game is pretty melancholic isn't it Yusuf it is it's a it's a lonely kind of world you know you're you're trying to fix that the world is lonely enough Yusuf give me sunshine and Japanese kanji symbols once again the character Solaire which means sun has a sunshine on his armor and he's like laughing and he's meant to be you know what I mean like it's 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 balanced this game Sure. Okay, so <laughs> next it's the London Publishing House and Legal People. All right, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was pretty good. Yeah. I like that one. That was a bit like a Cradle of Filth or something. <laughs> a little different, but yeah, close enough. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so that was pretty good. Uh, I think you know, music's decent, but it's no... Uh, Uh, I mean, like, you know, Resident Evil like has, like, some very similar notes between this. Like, that's a really silent, lonely game with dark, like, creeping dread going all throughout it, you know? This that's is, true. You know, this does have a lot of that similar vibes to it. Um, but once again, like, I don't I don't blame you for bouncing off it, you know? I, I would have... I bounced off, too, and, you know, until I watched someone do it. And then... I, I had to watch somebody play one for me to go, okay, I get it. I get what, what I need to do now. And then I played three recently, Dark Souls three recently, and it's fantastic. I really love that. Okay. All right. Well, um, will we get to the uh, reviews? Yes. Okay, Yusuf. Now, I have a good few reviews here. Five or six. How many of them are... Right. Hmm? How many of these did you... Well, actually, honestly, the first review, I could have written it. (laughs) And I I really picked it because I'm not even going to do a voice. I'm just going to read it in my own voice because it sounds like I really wrote it myself. Uh, And you'll find a hilarious connection between the name of the reviewer, which is Grumpy Reviewer. (laughs) All right, so he gave it two out of ten, or she gave it two out of ten on October thirtieth, twenty twelve. <clears throat> Let's be honest for a second here. Seriously, ask yourself: Do I really like this game, or am I really enjoying this? I think Dark Souls is the perfect example of psychological marketing. Developers and the media made us believe that suffering exhaustively with some sort of do it again till you get good at it business is something nice, something we want, the ideal gaming experience. It's not. Dark Souls is, no question about it, a beautiful game, challenging and well-crafted. That being said, the difficulty level is just way, way too high to a point that there's not fun at all to play it. But we do. We play. We suffer. Because they made us believe this was the best gaming experience ever. I gave up on Dark Souls as soon as I realized that. I just don't have time for this. Being a gamer in my 30s, I pretty much have one hour a day to play games. (laughs) Oh my God. And I don't want to spend these precious hours hating myself or hating a game because I cannot have any fun because of frustration. I'm no masochist, sorry. For me... The ultimate gaming experience is having fun. And there's almost no fun to be had in Dark Souls. Sorry. There is Newman on his soapbox, speaking from his heart, letting you know everything he thinks about this game. That sounds so much like you. I'd also (laughs) like to say, that person is at least aware that they're a grumpy gamer. Are you going to agree? I am grumpy, but it's because (laughs) life has made me grumpy. Um... So like that was the best review I've ever read. Thank you, Grumpy Reviewer. If I had any sort of social media account, I would add you to be my friend, but I don't. Apart from LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, look me up. 
Um, okay, so this one is a three out of ten. Just Sagan. I guess he's doing a play on Just Saying. I do not get it. When I heard all the great things about this game, I immediately went out to buy it. I regret ever spending money on it. This game taught me to do more research on games. Why are you doing honest- George Stobart voice? <laughs> Am I? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly think the only reason people like this game is because of how hard it is. The game is hard, but to me, it's slow and boring. I created every type of class in this game and played through the game with the different classes just to see if I was missing something. Every time I did, I did not have any fun. I do not have any problem with a hard game. I just have a problem with a boring game, and this is a boring game. So if you are considering getting this game, then rent it first, because what people are praising this game for uh, is maybe the only thing they like about it. I think that's probably quite true of a lot of people who praise things. That's what they like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is Zarara, six, three out of 10. Difficulty is based off horrible mechanics. Story is cool. Everything is awful. Would never play this game again. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything is cool. So everything is awful. Story is cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Danny Dens, two out of ten. Who wants to play the same level for a day just because it's damn hard to finish? Waste of time, uh, spelt like waste around your belly, and a big waste of money. There's no joy in dying for the millionth million time. Maybe for you, very good gamers out there, this is good, but otherwise don't get it. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's difficult. Yeah, it is tough there. You can't just run in. It's not like, oh, cool, I've got this huge axe now. I can now smash through everybody with ease, you know? I mean, you can do that actually if you, near the end game and stuff, but like, that's not how the game works. There's different ways to deal with it. All right. Well, you're not supposed to argue with the reviewers, Yusuf. They, they, they. You know, the customer's always right. So first off, we do this whole section mm, because we're calling them dickheads. <laughs> well, I'm agreeing with most of them. So this is my second last the one. Neilan, <laughs> two out of ten. Horrible. Full stop. This is the best way to sum up this game. Extremely difficult to the point of complete insanity. Make one mistake and you have to repeat an hour's worth of play to get you back to the same area. No storyline whatsoever. No explanation of what different symbols, stats, etc. mean on your character. The game was definitely banking on previous reputation. Controls are very buggy with multiple button combos almost pointless because you can never get them to work. I mean, that last... Is there co- not true. Is there combos in this game? Well, I mean, if you've got like, you know, yeah, it's not just like poke, poke, poke. It'll be like left slash, right slash, whatever, you know, and then you can do, you can dual wield all weapons. Sorry, you can two hand all weapons. So that'll be a different type of attack and you can do strong attacks. Yeah. All right. Okay. Last review, Cletus Van Damme. One out of 10. Fake name if I've ever heard one. (laughs) I had fun setting up my character and starting through the tutorial. That's about it. After I escaped the first dungeon, I met a knight and decide to fight him and take his soul. I'm a thief in the game after all. He kills me in three hits. Fine, try again. Respawn, reload the game. He kills me again. This fighting is so lame. He hits me and my character has to go through this delayed reaction animation. (laughs) Realizing he's getting hit. And by the time I regain control, I'm hit again. Then dead. Again. (laughs) 
Fine. Can't fight him. Can't fight him. I'll reload the game and run away. Nope. He just follows me no matter where I go and how far I run. My hits are so weak that they barely register. And of course, he has not slowed down from my hits. Just continues through his attack motions as if I'm hitting him multiple, not hitting him multiple times. Nine deaths later and screaming at the TV, I quit. <laughs> not fun. Why not at least reset the scene if the player is killed? If it was a mistake to fight the first character I meet, why not let me learn from that and leave him be? Do I have to restart the whole game and go through the tutorial dungeon all over again? How many similar situations could ruin my evenings if I decided to keep this torture session disguised as a video game? I would have loved to play with a friend to help me. Why, why restrict me from doing so? Multiple <laughs> Multiplayer, I random... And can't be coordinated. Not fun. I gave it a rest and tried again the next day. Still not fun at all. Training it in for Batman Arkham City. You can summon. You can summon your friends in. Yeah, I thought so. so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, it can be unforgiving of some mistakes. It definitely, definitely can be. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't blame these people. Like, it's fair enough. They can, they can have their view of it. But um, when you get it to work, it's it's so satisfying, you know? And just, like, when you see, like, I finished, you know, this and I finished Dark Souls 3. And even still, like, when I look at somebody do, like, a no-hit run or, like, a, you know, a less than an hour speed run or something ridiculous, you, I just think it is impossible what they are doing, you know? It's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. how good some people are at it. But, there, yeah, there's ways around. All right, well... All right, Yusuf, so what's your rate it? I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I don't think it's fair that I really rate this game. Do you? I mean, I can if you want, but it's not really fair. And give it your grumpy man ratings. Or you already did. What was it? Three out of ten? No, okay. I give it, I give it six for out of ten. Six. Like, I think that's fair enough because like, I get the idea of you going, I don't really like this game. I don't think it's that good, you know, rather than going, I can't get by the first tough enemy. This game is broken, you know, zero. Because, mm-hmm. look, that's fair enough for a load of people do also find that. But, like, clearly it's not broken if millions and millions of people like it. Like, you know, that doesn't mean you'll like it. You don't have to like it. But, you can't say the game doesn't work. Yeah. No, I know there's something in there. It's just not for me, I think. But, um, okay. So, you ready for the quiz? Oh, yes. Test your might. I'd rather die with a burger in my colon than live and eat faux food. Okay. Question number one. Right. Right. Since you're such an expert on this game. I'm really not. What is the name of the land where Dark Souls takes place? Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's, I can think of it. It's like Terrier or something like Terrier. Lordran. Oh, feck, I should have got that. Yeah, yeah, Lordran. Question number two. What character is infamously... Oh, no. What character infamously betrayed his own kind? Oh, was it Sith? The Sith, the scaleless? Or Sith, scaleless. Good job. Good job. He's a dragon who has no scales. 
Ah, the poor devil. Uh, who was once a bishop and wields a dragon's tooth? Oh, Havel. Very good. Yeah. All right, so. You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. You know the rules, Yusuf, you know the rules. What was the dummy payload for the February 2018 Falcon heavy test flight? I don't understand that question. <laughs> would you like me to repeat the question? No, I would like you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> a cow. No, it was Elon Musk's Tesla Roadster. Oh, God. Do you know that Roadster is now orbiting the sun? Is it? Yeah, he sent it up there and now it's orbiting the sun with a person who looks like your man from Grand, uh, not Grand Tour, Top Gear in the seat. And Dummy is in the seat of the car driving. Jeremy Clarkson? No, the fast guy with the white suit. What's his name? Oh, the Stig. The Stig, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry you failed. Um, I actually so got excited there. I got two in a row and I got excited I might get it right. Sorry, mate. Sorry. So, I'm speaking and I asked you a question. We got a female this week. No, we didn't. We did. We have three separate emails. First is from St. Lauren Witty or Sergeant Lauren Witty. Subject, <laughs> subject, hola. Or hola, sorry, I know the H is silent. And cantano de concerte, como estas? I think that means I'm going to the concert. What's your name? Or would como you like to come with me? Is how are you? How are you? All right, whatever. Uh, number two is from Mrs. Glory Samuel. Uh, subject XXXXX. Uh, <laughs> body of the email, Bugun Nasil Sin. Don't know what language that is. I think it's Turkish. Speaking of Turkish, somebody contacted me on LinkedIn during the week in Turkish, asking me if I was interested in a job. I said, I don't speak Turkish. She used Google Translate to put it and, and you know, put it in English. And then I said, is this job in Ireland or Turkey? And she just didn't reply. I've so, had people message me who, like, and, and just start speaking to me in Turkish, in Turkish and LinkedIn as well. Yeah, people always speak to me in Turkish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get it. Last emails from Archie. Factory direct customized plastic packaging bag. (laughs) Dear, dear comma, this is Archie from Qingdao DX Packing Bag Manufacturer. Very nice to contact with you. I want to see if we could have a cooperation on the plastic packaging bags. We are a big factory located in Qingdao, China. We have big market share in USA, Europe and Asia. Asia spelled wrong, A-I-S-A. And the fact that he's from Asia does not impress me. Following is a brief introduction of our factory. Uh, Founded year 1994. Food packaging, garment packaging, fishing blower pouches, animal food packaging, sanitary products packaging. we get it. (laughs) Yeah. So listen, people, we know you listen. We have significant listener amounts all over the world, yet none of you send us any comments, questions. If you want me to keep reading spam on this show, then keep doing what you're doing. It's going to keep happening. Listeners, do it for me. I don't want to listen to his readout spam from a Chinese bag manufacturer. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we we appreciate you all very much. We love you all very much. 
um, especially you, Jimena. So we, we, you know, we, we thank you. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say, Yusuf? If anybody can help New learn how to speak for the next podcast, that would be brilliant. Uh, just thank you. Thank you for everybody who's listened everywhere. Um, you know, um, yeah, if you would like to get in contact, it's press the action button pod at gmail.com. And for people who've already rated and everything, thank you so much. Uh, if, if other people could do that, if you could give us five stars. I know it's annoying. I know literally everyone everywhere asks for it. It's because the fucking robots will hide it if you don't get, you know, reasonable amounts of them. And it's quite annoying. We're small. We're small guys here trying to fight up against these big company-backed podcasts and all. So thank you all for listening to us anyway. And if you could rate it, we would really appreciate it. Yep, yep. Um, so that's all we got to say for now. Um, you know, I think I'll be more available. So expect more regular podcasts featuring me, your favorite member of the Press the Action Button podcast duo. Yeah. So it's good if you, if you play some games again now. So Yeah, exactly. I can now add value to the podcast and tell you what terrible games I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, basically what you did this week. Yeah, but no, Shadow Warrior 2 is fantastic. Really recommend that. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to recommend from the three okay. games I played. Good, good. All and right. maybe if you can find your Switch, then that'd be good. Yeah, if anyone knows where it is, if you could just write into the email address, tell me where it is, I'd really appreciate that. Okay, good. All right, well, thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.